listening to Inside the Crew, the only radio show dedicated to all things Columbus Crew and the beautiful game. Sponsored by Coda, a trusted mobility sponsor of the Columbus Crew. Here's your host, Chris Doran. Welcome to Inside the Crew, a jam-packed evening of soccer talk as we get set for MLS Cup and, of course, look back on that monumental victory over FC Cincinnati on Saturday night at their stadium in Cincinnati to leave with the trophy for the Eastern Conference Championship. We'll listen to goals and we'll listen to Coach Nancy reflect on that in just a moment. We'll also have plenty of guests. I've got Bradley Wright Phillips coming on here in the first segment from Apple Television. He, of course, not only played for the Columbus Crew, but he also played for LAFC. He has been kind of high on the black and gold of Columbus over the course of the season, if you've watched any of the MLS 360 show that he appears on. So more with Bradley Wright Phillips in a moment. Dave Denholm is with LAFC Radio. We'll talk to him. Neil Sika, formerly with Columbus Crew Radio and Television from uh, Apple TV Now, will hop on and reflect on the 08 and the 15 MLS Cup runs that Columbus enjoyed. And then we'll uh, talk to Jordan Angeli a little bit later. Uh, an opportunity to reflect as well on the importance of a guy like Darlington Nagby to this team with Aiden Morris coming up later in the show. Our program brought to you by Tipico Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Black and Gold, and by Ohio Cat, the official construction equipment provider of the Columbus crew. Down two goals. We're in the 75th minute. We've had a couple of subs on the field for about 10 minutes, including Christian Ramirez and Julian Gressel and all heck breaks loose in the attacking third for the black and gold. Eastern Conference Championship on the line as Camacho plays it forward to Rossi outside to Gressel with ball in Ramirez oh my gets a touch on it and a goal for from my vantage point, it was really difficult to tell that ball was in the net. And, of course, it wasn't until a few minutes later I realized it was an own goal off Elvis Powell. So here we are now, 76th minute. We're down 2-1. to We've got to find the game-tying goal in this one. Forward to Matan. Matan, outside to Gressel. Gressel, with ball, top of the 18th. Ramirez, Cucho, with ball, shot is a goal for Cucho left the ball. Diego Rossi put it in the net. It's 2-2 now as we head to 90 minutes complete. And the black and gold versus FC Cincinnati headed to another 30 minutes of added time. I say another because Columbus had to get the job done in that 30-minute added time session against Orlando a week before. They know how to do it. Herrera to Cucho. Cucho outside to Gressel. Gressel. Cross ball, far post, Amundsen gets shouldered off the ball, Molino, far post, brings it down, inside the 18, Molino, cross ball in, Cucho shots, and a goal for Columbus! 114th minute, big ball from Molino, Cucho with the header at the goal line, puts it back in the middle of the mixer, and finished by Christian Ramirez, outstanding finish for the crew. Here's Barrael, that should end it, it's going to go to the center of the park. Wobido on the run, chip ball in, going to be headed out and away by Gressel. Barrael's going to be able to get to it. No, that's going to end it. Columbus is your Eastern Conference champion. 3-2 over Cincinnati. Hell is real, baby. 3-2 the 
the final. Columbus off to the MLS Cup this weekend against LAFC. Christian Ramirez bookending a week where he and his wife welcomed their third child with two game-winning goals in overtime. Yeah, emotional week. I'm just thankful. Um, probably helped for my family. Um, led me uh, just try and live this week as a normal week, get enough sleep. Um, I'm just so happy uh, for all the guys in the, in the dressing room that we live one more week. One more, uh, one more uh, game to go. That's Columbus Crew's Christian Ramirez with the game winner on Saturday. Steve Sirk, noted crew historian on Twitter over the weekend, pointing out that it's only the third time that the crew have ever fallen behind 2-0 on the road and won the game. They did it in 2014. They did it in 2022 in Cucho's debut, and they did it Saturday. Optijak, who measures uh, stats for soccer, the Columbus crew are the first team to overcome a two-goal deficit on the road to advance in a single-leg round in the history of the MLS Cup playoffs. They sit history in that category as well. Wilfried Nazi, post-game. Happy about the scoreline, of course, but also the approach to the game. The way we want to play, we have to be brave and courageous. And the resilience for me is really important, the way we want to play. Because we're going to take risks, because we're going to try things. And if we don't have this mindset, it's going to be difficult. And tonight, they did it. So really Columbus Crew head coach Wilfried Nazi. After Columbus disposed of Cincinnati, it was LAFC taking care of business against Houston. They will meet in MLS Cup at Lower.com Field on Saturday. Bradley Wright Phillips played for both teams. He is, uh, of course, known for his stature in English soccer, but he's also known for his impact on Major League Soccer as a two-time Golden Boot winner. He joins us on Inside the Crew. And as a member of the broadcast team with Apple TV and MLS 360, Bradley, thanks for being on the show, number one. Number two, are you surprised that we've got these two teams battling an MLS Cup? I'm not surprised. Um, I wanted to say LAFC earlier in the season. I just didn't want to jump on a bandwagon. Also, I'm on a 360 show, so I got to stay away from the teams I used to play for, you know, because people think I'm biased. But it doesn't surprise me with the firepower they have. And then looking at crew, all season they played, for me, the best football. The most fun team to watch in the league this season, for sure. I worried about them defensively, but they have the ability to score a lot of goals. So, no, no surprises there. Two great teams. I didn't realize you were trying to maintain a certain amount of neutrality. I, I know you're not going to favorite your your old teams, but there were a couple of shows where the entire panel went with the opponent and you said, don't sleep on the Columbus crew. Yeah, it's because I listen before anything, forget numbers. Forget, I'm just a, a football fan and I like to watch exciting teams and no bias crew have just done that for me all season. I think what Wilfred Nunzi's done. Listen, when Caleb was there, I was there in that in that team. We played lovely football. But sometimes we, the ideas from the attacking players, me me included, um, weren't always there. And then sometimes it was a little bit slow. I think the one thing he has added is that there's a tempo. There's a they're deliberate in what they want to do, and it, we've seen that all season. How important is a player like a Darlington Nagby to a team like Columbus? Listen, when it, don't get me started on Darlington. Um, I've spoken to Darlington about this. Uh, I, for me, is like for me, he's like the best midfielder that MLS has seen. When I've played against him and then playing with him is is eye opening. I just sometimes I want to shake him. I'm like, just do this. 
every day. Like, just get mad. You almost want him to get angry, you know? It's like Darlington, the lights come on or he feels like it's a test when maybe his team's down or they need him, uh, need him a little more. But just natural ability, just receiving the ball, first touch, finding spaces in, in such a tight area in the centre of the park is not easy to do and Darlington makes it look easy. Little different administration when you were with LAFC in 2020, but personnel-wise, did you start to see the build in LAFC when you were there? Yeah. Well, I went into a team that was star-studded, honestly. Some of the players, we're talking about Darlington, one of the other uh, great midfielders I played with, I know he wasn't here for long, was Edward Atuesta. He was there when I was there. And, you know, they had some talent in Martin and UK, obviously Carlos Vela. It was a star-studded team. Um, but you can see what they were building, not just from what they had on the pitch. It's also what the, the franchise expects from you. You go into a club that, for being such a young team, a young franchise, they just, winning was the standard. Bob Bradley had us only wanting to win, only thinking about winning. Every competition, every game you go in, the level and the standard was to win and, and nothing's changed. I think they've changed their style of play. They don't value the ball as much, but I think that makes them a lot more dangerous. You know, with Danny Boanga in transition and um, the talent they have up front, they're a, they're a problem for any backline in the league. Bradley Wright Phillips joins us on Inside the Crew. You know Diego Rossi from that short time in, in L.A. Yeah. What what can you tell us about him that maybe we don't know after having spent just a few short months with him? Oh, the, the first thing I'll say what people probably don't recognize or they might have now is that he's probably one of the fittest players I ever played with. No so we know that he's, he's quick, but to, to run at the, the speed he does for 90 minutes... I think you saw in that Cincinnati game, there was a, there was a play late in the game. It could have been extra time. And I was saying to Sasha Glesher, this guy is still running into the channel, closing people, like getting in behind the defense. I don't know if we realize how difficult that is. So mm-hmm. that's one of these strengths that he can, he can run at top speed for over 90 minutes. It's a real problem for defenders. And then, yeah, he's finishing ability. The scary thing about Diego, what, uh, you know, crew fans won't realize yet. He hasn't got going yet. I've Whoa. seen his capabilities. I don't think Diego's got going. I think we, uh, the crew still have to understand his strengths and where to use him. I'd like to see him get in behind defences a lot more. His goal in the game before um, Cincinnati. Orlando. Orlando, sorry, yeah. In that, that goal is where you want to see Diego more often than not. That's when you're getting a real Diego Rossi. But yeah, great pickup. When you lose Zellerayan, you start you worry a little bit. But for an all-round player for for the team, a team player, I think you've you've done well getting Diego Rossi. And then the solidifying of the back line with a guy like Rudy Camacho. Can you understand why that move was made? I, I can because Rudy Camacho adds two different he he has the aggressiveness. But Wilfred Nancy wants to play. We know that. He wants to build out of the back and Camacho can do both. He's not afraid to get on the board. There's a lot of center backs that are scared to have the ball at their feet. Right. He doesn't mind trying to find the, the sixes like Aidan Morris, Darlington, I'd be even past him and, and find a 10 coming into a pocket. So you need that. It is a great blend of what Nancy needs back there. The defense for, the defense for Columbus, it, again, it worried me a little bit because not because they're bad defenders, but they're all attacking minded. I think that, that away game to, to Atlanta, um, away where the crew lost, I think yeah. it made Nancy think, you know, okay, let's, while we want to go forward, you know, we also have our defensive responsibilities. In the last couple of games, you've seen Columbus defend a lot more short. Apple TV's Bradley Wright Phillips joins us on Inside the Crew. Of course, scored a truckload of goals in Major League Soccer, enough to earn the golden boot for two years. Um, the significance of a large club with large investment coming to the Midwest, taking on a blue-collar team 
in a lot of different ways, but a team that at times plays champagne football, as you guys like to say on television. I, I mean, I, it's hard to kind of frame it up. I actually had a guest on uh, that said the blue collar team is actually LAFC. And the way Columbus is playing <laughs> yeah. is, is kind of champagne football. Yeah. Um, I like it. I like that matchup. I like when there's two different styles of play. Uh, I'm telling you now, this game would look a lot like it would look a lot like the Cincy game. And, and LA just had a challenge like that. They played against a team in Houston that valued a ball. I think that game will look similar. The problem for Columbus is the attackers are a lot more dangerous. They're a lot more clinical. And I think when Columbus have the ball, they have to be more clinical themselves. We see Columbus get into the 18 yard, the opposition's 18 yard box with ease. They find it easy to get into those spots, but when they get there, they have to take those chances. But this matchup is an exciting one because of the talent up front. Former crew crew player Bradley Wright Phillips and of course on MLS 360. You can catch him on the season pass this weekend previewing and then taking a look back on MLS Cup 2023. Thanks so much for being on the show. No, thank you for having me. I wish we could have spoke for an hour. That wouldn't be so bad. I'm telling you. Thanks so much. Uh, As we go through the show tonight, we'll uh, analyze a little bit more of this LAFC Columbus matchup momentarily with Dave Denholm of LAFC Radio. We're going to walk down memory lane to the previous MLS Cup trips for the Columbus crew with Neil Sika and Jordan Angeli. That's all on the way on Inside the Crew. The sound of Paul Keels calling a Buckeye game is erotic. Oh, yes. Your home of the Buckeyes, the fan, Ohio sports destination. Welcome back to Inside the Crew. You can celebrate the Audi 2023 MLS Cup playoffs with specialty items in the crew shop. Make sure to check out the new playoff capsule items in collaboration with Ransom Supply. Stop by the crew shop at Lower.com Field Tuesday through Friday 10 to 6 and Saturday 11 to 5. Just a helpful tip to you, the game day visit to the crew shop can often be uh, rather crowded. And so if you have a chance to get downtown to the Arena District before game day, you'll have a better chance of seeing all the items that are available at the crew shop. Wilfried Nancy today, as he was addressing the national media ahead of the weekend game against LAFC, talked about how nothing will really change this week because it's MLS Cup. They have focused all season long on how they want to play, they being the crew. And when it comes to a big weekend like this, don't expect any alterations from that plan. No, because, and again, this is a really good question. And with a lot of humility, don't get me wrong. I like to say I respect every team, but I fear no one. Because, uh, obviously, this is going to be the first time that we're going to face LAFC. And I respect this team. They won a lot of games. They won a lot of titles. And uh, I have to respect that, for sure. Yes, we're going to focus on details about the way they play. It's normal. This is the way we prepare the game. But I'm going to focus on my team, how to help my players to have a good performance. For me, this is the most important. Columbus Crew head coach Wilfried Nancy today as the uh, coach. And uh, Aiden Morris met the national media ahead of the weekend game against LAFC, a team that won it last year. And a broadcaster, Dave Denholm, who's been with them from the beginning, their young history in Major League Soccer. He joins us on the show. Dave, thanks so much for being a part of Inside the Crew. Are you surprised that LAFC has a chance to repeat as MLS Cup champs? Chris, thanks for having me. Uh, no, I don't think so, really. 
it's, I guess it's always a bit of a surprise because of just the meat grinder that the playoffs are, right? So anybody can beat anybody. We know that. We've seen it throughout the regular season, and we've seen it in the postseason. So on one level, yes, I should say, it's always a bit of a surprise when your team gets there. But no, not in the sense that this team knows how to win. They know how to win these knockout games. They know how to beat opponents, specific matchups. So, and they have that experience. And we saw it. We saw them be battle tested certainly last season with maybe the best MLS game in history against Philadelphia, where they were trailing as late with just a few seconds left. So, no, this team is not worried about any kind of uh, hangover from last season. That hasn't been a factor. So, uh, a bit of a surprise only in the fact that it's just difficult to do. Sure, exactly. Does it become more difficult for LAFC to repeat given the fact that this year they'll be on the road for the final game? Absolutely, no doubt about it. I don't I don't think it was either place was going to be fun to go to, Right. Uh, frankly. Uh, certainly Cincinnati, to their credit, has a great home field advantage, as do you, the Columbus crew at Lower.com. I've seen it, thanks to you. I've witnessed it myself, so... It, it's certainly a, a going to be a tricky uh, test, no doubt. And uh, on the road is never fun. And LA, uh, LAFC, we're not great on the road this year at times. Now, we all know the playoffs are a different animal for every team. For sure. Uh, every, every team has something that they're like, oh, we're great in the regular season or we're poor in the regular season. It doesn't necessarily translate once you get into the postseason. But I do think the two best teams in MLS are here. That's right. my humble opinion. So, and I think it's the two best organizations and that makes a big difference in MLS. I think maybe even more than other sports on some level, the organizations from top to bottom are the best. And that's a large part, the reason why they're here in 2023 in the final against each other. Dave Denholm joins us on Inside the Crew. He's the radio voice of LAFC. You bring up the organizations and I was just thinking to myself today, is it appropriate to frame this as the glitz and glamour of Hollywood arrives to the blue collar Midwest team's stadium for the final? Yes, but only because LAFC play like the blue collar team and the Columbus cl- crew play like the glitz and glamour team. You oh, okay. think so. Is that a shot across the bow, Dave? No, it's the <laughs> truth. Columbus is kind of Columbus very much reminds me of the Bob Bradley LAFC teams. Hmm. They're not afraid to win four to two, four to three, three to two. Uh, they know they're going to have to go forward a lot, and they do. And then Wilford Nancy loves to do that. And that is a great, a great way to play. Steve Terundolo comes in. He's a little more pragmatic. He sees that the defense needs to be shored up, frankly, and he does that. And that's what Steve Terundolo loves because he's one of the best defenders LAFC, or bigger pardon, the United States men's national team has ever seen. Right. And, of course, a hero over in Hanover for his career in Germany. So, it's just a little more pragmatic. Columbus is the flashy team, in my estimation. And LAFC goes and gets the job done, as we've seen in the postseason. They certainly have their moments where they can play beautiful football. Don't get me wrong. And it's fun to watch. It really is. But, yeah, it's it, it's a bit of a contrasting style type of game. So it's an interesting comparison. I just think you have to flip it on its head for these exact two teams. Interesting perspective. I like that, Dave. Dave Denholm joining us on Inside the Crew, radio voice of LAFC, as they come to Lower.com Field on Saturday for the MLS Cup. We talk about uh, the way these two teams play, and my expectation is that this may be one of the purest MLS Cups in, in the sense of style from both teams that we've seen in a long time. Yeah, I would agree. 
I would absolutely agree. I think it was sim- very similar Philadelphia versus LAFC last season. Sure, that. they have a definitive style too. Yeah. yeah, I think I think LAFC is even a little more pragmatic this season uh, because you know no Chicho Rungo in the middle, slightly different style up front. LAFC is playing, but I think yeah, the the contrasting styles are definitely there. There's no no doubt about it, which makes for great matchups, right? Style sure. make fights, say mm-hmm. in, the, in the pugilistic game. So uh, I don't think there's any. There's two better teams to pick for the playoffs, really. That not that they're so diametrically opposed because there's a lot of talent. There's a lot a lot of similarities in ways. Uh, certainly, we know Diego Rossi and Christian Ramirez very well, and how they like to play, and they definitely fit in when they were in LAFC. But yeah, I, I think it's it is a, a unique way to look at it, Chris. It's a good point because. Both teams are going to go out and want to do what they want to do. Now, it looked like LAFC just let Houston do whatever they wanted to do in the Western Conference Final, which was have 70% of the ball. But that's exactly what LAFC wanted Houston to do. So that's going to be tricky on Saturday. It's the two teams are going to go want to go out and, and I want to control this game. No, I want to control this match. Now, it might look different how they go about that. But boy, you're right. That is just a, it, it, that really what is what it comes down to for Saturday's final. And in the end, those possession numbers tend to level out. Uh, it did so with Columbus and Cincinnati, but there are fits and spurts where Columbus really manages a lot of the possession. And one can be, um, a fooled into thinking that the opponent has been taken out of the game. And I think that's where the danger was against Cincinnati in all of our matches this year. Uh, And it could be very well a danger against LAFC, too, because the counterpunch is dangerous. Yes, and LAFC have kind of not lived and died by it, but they've certainly relied on it heavily with Denis Bawonga. There's a reason he won the the golden boot is because, in large part, counterattacking. And even if, if it's not the purest old-fashioned counterattack. It's more just getting a, a defense unbalanced enough that he can go 1v1 in a lot of positions, a lot of ways. Not that it has to be a breakaway situation, but so yeah, there is a lot of that element to LAFC. Hey, go ahead and have the ball. Oh, we're going to take it. Now we're going to go jam it down your throat or hope to. Right. But in fairness, though, you know, Columbus is used to that too. I mean, like you say, they play with a lot of the possessions, so they know what they have to do to handle counterattacks, as do LAFC. We give the ball away a lot when other teams try that against us. Because when you're trying to break lines like Columbus and LAFC do from the back and try to really get forward into the attack, it's going to happen. That's just that's just the way it is. You're not going to have perfection. So you're going to have to you're going to have to defend those kind of situations. I do think there are opportunities, certainly for LAFC, to take advantage of that against Columbus. You have to do you have to do that though. You have to finish. And whether it's a big save from Patrick Schulte or Maxime Crepeau, I thought both of them were magnificent throughout these playoffs so far, making big saves especially. Uh, it's just going to come down to who finishes uh, more cleanly, I think, because it's just a very good matchup. It really is. It's the two best teams for my money, and uh, that doesn't always happen, but it, it seems like it's been happening of late in MLS where the best teams just grind through these playoffs, you know, and it, I do believe the two teams are here for a reason. Dave Denholm, the radio voice of LAFC on Inside the Crew. Dave, have a terrific call. Enjoy the day and the moment on Saturday. I'll see you at Lower.com Field, and thanks for being on the show. 
Always a pleasure to talk to you, Chris. Thanks. Dave Denholm, who will be in attendance, so we hope you will be too this weekend. If not, be listening to the radio as we bring you live coverage beginning at 3 o'clock on 97 One The Fan and 1460 ESPN. We'll have the full broadcast of the show beginning at 4 o'clock on 1460 ESPN. And you can watch on the home radio option of the Apple Television broadcast on Saturday afternoon. Tonight's show is brought to you by Typico Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Black and Gold. We're back in a moment with Neil Sika on Inside the Crew. Bobby Carpenter doesn't have a mullet, but he's knee-deep in mullet energy. Morning Juice with Bobby and Beamer. Weekdays starting at 6. The Fashion. Welcome back to Inside the Crew. We're glad you tuned in. If you're listening tonight on your car or truck radio, please remember to buckle your safety belt. This message is brought to you by the Ohio Department of Public Safety. If you're not buckled up, what's holding you back? The crew with their fourth trip to MLS Cup. They did it in 08 and won. Of course, that was at the Home Depot Center. They played the Red Bulls 3-1 the final there. And then you take a look at uh, 15 and the defeat at the hands of Portland. And then 2020, of course, the COVID year with the win at Historic Crew Stadium, this time in their new stadium, Saturday at Lower.com Field. Broadcast begins at 3 o'clock on 97.1 The Fan with the pregame show. Um, Neil Sika was uh, fortunate enough to be present for all three of those prior trips to the MLS Cup, and he joins us on the show. Neil, thanks for being with us. It's great to have you on the program again. And are you surprised that we're talking about another MLS Cup just shortly after that 2020 run. Wow, I'm, I'm delighted to be talking with you, Chris. I think it's exciting for the city again and the fan base um, and to finally show off Lower.com Field on a stage like this. I'm not too surprised. I think they were building a pretty darn good roster, and clearly that was evident in 2020. Um, a few down years, of course. But the recalibration through Wilfred Nancy, the way they play, it's been just a really exciting time, I think, for the fans to watch this team game in and game out, not just through the playoffs and how exciting they've been, including the the Cincinnati game over the weekend. So uh, this is kind of peak where they had their sights set, I think, when this whole project uh, got molded from the clay of 2019 and I think we referenced this a few times, maybe winning the cup ahead of schedule in 2020, but you're never going to apologize for that. And now I'd have a crack at defending the, or winning the cup again against the defending champs. That's another great story to the narrative here. Apple TV's Neil Sika joins us on Inside the Crew. This is the fourth time the city has hosted MLS Cup. They were awarded, you talk about you know, highlighting a new facility. Crew Stadium, the first soccer-specific stadium, was uh, was awarded MLS Cup in a time in Major League Soccer when there was a neutral site determined for the final game of the year. San Jose and the Galaxy battling it out on the turf at uh, HCS. Um, and then you have the years where Columbus was able to capture the cup at home. So, 0-1 crew not involved and then we moved to 08 a game that you called where the columbus crew had an opportunity to take on the red bulls but they had to do it at home depot center again a neutral site a facility a facility awarded mls cup because of their newness to the league what do you remember about that game well calling a championship 
with palm trees in the background isn't a bad thing. I'll say that. I wish more. I, I think the crew attendance and fan support there, I was blown away. I know some probably were frustrated that it was so far away, but uh, to hear back some of the fan stories about traveling to that first cup, it was the first one. It was special. I think for three years, there was a lot of frustration. Ziggy Schmidt had come in. Things necessarily weren't going in the right direction or the way he had envisioned. And then some guy named Scalotto walks in early April 2007. They didn't make the playoffs that year, but it changed the whole dynamic. And even referencing uh, this with an old friend, Dave Stephanie, who was the PR director, and he goes, I think we're going to be really good this year. And I'm like, I'm kind of with you. I think they have a shot at doing something cool. And then they win 17 games, and uh, you know the fairy tale was almost cut short with Chicago and the way that, that game started in the Eastern Conference Final. But to go out there to celebrate it with Dwight Burgess to be a part of that, uh, the members of the original broadcast staff from a personal standpoint, and I was still pretty young in my career. That was that's at the the zenith really of of soccer broadcasting in the United States and. Uh, to get the call the club's first championship. I did the first half. Dwight did the second half. Just a special memory. I remember uh, the celebration afterwards and um, running into a dejected Danny Sapero on the Hermosa Beach Pier. But <laughs> all was well. All was well in crew land. There, there are a lot of little micro stories I could go into, but for the sake of time, uh, you never forget the first title. And I think for me, the cool part was after the game, Dwight called the second half. I went down on the field with a wireless mic. We had set that up the day before in preparation because we knew that the celebration was going to occur there as opposed to in the locker room. And there was stuff in the locker room afterwards. But to be able to talk to everybody individually from Clark Hunt to Ziggy, uh, the late great Ziggy Schmidt and Robert Farzia and Duncan and Frankie, all these great players, Alejandro Moreno that uh, will, will stick with me for a long time and, uh, Cup week, I like to go back. I did it in 2020 and 15, listening to some of those interviews. So I'm sure it'll be on the docket this week, but, uh, you never, you never forget that first championship. And, uh, you know, you were hoping for more, but it didn't come until 12 years later. Yeah. No kidding. Neil Sika joins us on Inside the Crew, part of the Apple TV talent corral, but, uh, uh, one of the original voices for the Columbus crew as we talk history of, Columbus and the MLS Cup 2015. You referenced that, uh, the game against the Portland Timbers, the next to be named head coach, Caleb Porter up against yeah. Greg Berhalter in a game that was, uh, you know, just delightful to have historic crew stadium packed with crew fans. It was. And I think the disappointment in that, and I remember saying this to Dwight, I said, just the way the nature of home field advantage works and where you may sit in the standings. Like when will you ever have this opportunity again to win the cup on your home field? And boy, do I look like a jackass for saying (laughs) that now. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But because of 2020 and now what could potentially happen uh, this coming Saturday. But I just remember the tribalistic feeling of the fan base and being able to be in that building uh, soak it all in and then just the, the buzzkill of the opening two minutes of the game and the Valeri right. goal and climbing your way back into it. And of course, uh, the controversial goal with the ball out being the second goal, Kamara scored and you're thinking you're back into it, but they could just never really 
break through that Portland force field in the second half. So uh, those memories of the game itself kind of wash aside, but no, it was a pretty neat experience in the lead up to that. And uh, the fact that they had had the ability to host on their home field was, was clearly not the last time it was going to happen, but uh, I'll remember the city really embracing the fact that the game was there and uh, the support was beyond what I thought it would be. I mentioned Caleb Porter, head coach, winning the MLS Cup with Portland in 2015. He's the head coach in 2020, the pandemic-shortened year. And we ride the success of a top seed um, position, uh, not top seed, but all the seeds that were supposed to host in 2020 ended up dropping like flies. Columbus finds themselves hosting the final game. And we have to do it with like 4,500 people in a 22,000-seat stadium at Historic Crew Stadium. Yeah, and thank God they played at home because road games weren't very successful that year. If not you that were, year. They did not win one. I, We were all in separate booths, right, calling that. And uh, I don't think the fans know this, and we were together for that, but – they wanted us, we could have had a spot at midfield to do that game next to the Fox telecast, but they wanted us to get a COVID test. But I don't think we wanted to run the risk of one of us not being a part of that. So we chose to stay in the corner by the Nordeco or the auxiliary press area behind the goal. And right. we had all this space. And I think that made us relax a little bit more to enjoy something like that. And uh, the cool part about that is you're hoping that the fans who weren't able to get a piece of that 2020 atmosphere now can have that in 2023 ticket situation aside. Hopefully that all comes to fruition by the weekend. But yeah, um, yeah, it was such a crazy time. We knew they had a good team and they're going through all these challenges without addition to the gameplay. But uh, you, you felt that they were galvanized because they had each of these home games. And once they got past the Nashville game in extra time, I felt this team uh, was in a pretty good position to win it all. And, um, to take down Seattle like they did and one of the great MLS Cup performances in Lucas Celorion. Uh that, that also, you asked me after that game, was it the end of Save the Crew? And I said, well, uh, if you want to bedrock where everything can be starting to feel normal again after that, I think it's a, a nice bow uh, to put on the end of that story because of everything that the franchise had been through over the last four or five plus years leading into that to keep the team and then to finally win it in, in a challenging year was was even more special. Neil Sika, one of the original voices of uh, Major League Soccer's Columbus crew, the history of the Cup and hoping to write more of that this weekend. I know you'll be in attendance. At least I hope you will be. Thanks so much for being a part of the show. Chris, have a magnificent broadcast. Soak it all in. I know it'll be a great call and always great to talk to you and Go crew. You got it, buddy. Thank you. Hey, at Wendy's, we're focused on what matters. That's why we've made our hamburger square. When you want the best hamburger, squares the beef. We'll come back and have a chat with Jordan Angeli. She's in the green room and up next on Inside the Crew. Head to 971thefan.com to listen on demand and subscribe to all our podcasts. Wasting time has never been easier. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. And
Back again on Inside the Crew. Glad you're with us. Reflecting on the 08, the 2015, and the 2020 trips to MLS Cup with Neil Sika. Jordan Angeli was with us as well in 2020, covering the uh, Columbus-Seattle game and the Columbus 3-0 victory over the Western Conference champs. Jordan, thanks for being on the show tonight. Do you remember the 2020 MLS Cup? How could I forget, Chris? How could I forget? It was memorable in a lot of different ways, wasn't it? And yes. I think one of the best things was be, being able to be there in person with you and Neil. Um, our producer, Melissa, was there. Just those moments that we got to share together in a year that there wasn't a lot of things shared together. So it was right. it was very memorable. Um, one of the things that you brought to light in that broadcast, which... Um, resonated with me this week in comparison to this week's MLS Cup versus 2020 was your disappointment that there weren't enough crew fans in historic crew stadium to celebrate with the team that night and that'll be vastly different uh ticketing issues notwithstanding they're being handled certainly by the club and by the league but it'll be very different to share the moment regardless of the result with the fans it's going to be incredible. I, I don't think this has ever happened where within a number of years, a team can win in a very historic stadium that has a lot of legacy involved with it, like the crew did at Historic Crew, and then have a chance to really christen this new, beautiful, state-of-the-art, perfect, best stadium in MLS, I will say, um, within a couple of years. So I think... I think the coolest part is this new stadium and then the capacity that it holds, the noise that it keeps in. You and I, I think, will remember back to that very first game at LDC at Lower.com and the noise and our -hmm. excitement for an opening. And I can only imagine how loud that place is going to be on Saturday when the crew can do something in a spectacular way, um, especially with the way that they're playing, their style of play, the way they've engaged the fans, everything about it, I think, is is leading up to what could be one of the best MLS Cups we've seen in a long time. National soccer broadcaster and former analyst for the Columbus Crew, Jordan Angeli, joins us on Inside the Crew. We heard from Aiden Morris today at Ohio Health Performance Center. How different a player is he since that day he was called in uh, to replace Darlington Nagby? during a COVID year and start against Seattle in 2020. I think we see a lot of those same characteristics from Aiden, but we just didn't know that he had it in him so early. He stepped into that spot without Darlington Nagby, without Pedro Santos out with COVID and Aiden Morris was one of the stars of the game. And now we are seeing that on a consistent basis. He has upped his level in many ways, but he's also gained a new perspective. He went through an ACL injury months after having one of the best rookie performances in an MLS cup that we've ever seen. And his perspective is different and you can, his attention to detail and everything he does, how he receives the ball, how he progresses the ball, what he's asked of in this team is very different than what it was previously. So I felt like Aiden Morris, and he said this himself, he not only has the ability to grow in this system, but he's doing it next to the best player to play in MLS ever, maybe? I, I, You and I have had many conversations of about Darlington Nagby and how lucky I felt that I got to call 100 games with Darlington Nagby on the field. 
that that is something special because he is special and Aiden Morris has soaked all that up from Darlington. He's adapted it into his own. And those two have set the standard for what a midfield looks like in Major League Soccer in this type of system that Nancy asks of them. Indeed. In uh, the last nine years, for the fourth time, we're going to see a Darlington Nagby-led team in MLS Cup. If that's not the beginning of the testament to the kind of player and man Darlington Nagby is, I don't know what is. And the emotions. I think I know people were talking about it, but we worked we worked with him a number of years, and this guy doesn't get emotional. He doesn't no. show it at least. He does not show it. And him showing that after the game, the tears in his eyes, the relief of making it back, of beating your rivals in the way that they beat them with 15 minutes left on the clock to come back and to win that game at uh tql at the queen city loses stadium as neil sika <laughs> always likes to call it um he put on a performance that i think we'll always remember but he's done that year in and year out and this is going to be um if this crew team wins if crew win on saturday darlington is his hand is going to be right in the middle of everything that they do that is successful Jordan Angeli, you're always delightful to talk to. Thanks for setting aside some time for us. Enjoy the game on the weekend. Thanks. You too, Chris. I am so excited to hear you call this game. And um, go crew. Let's go. Bring home another uh, trophy, guys. Yeah, trophy and and memories, too. We saw a very emotional Darlington Nagby on Saturday night after the defeat of FC Cincinnati on social media. You know this means so much to him, an opportunity to battle for an MLS Cup. Now, keep note here, this is the fourth time he has guided one of his three teams to the MLS Cup title game. He did it with Portland in 2015, shortly thereafter with Atlanta 2020, with, of course, the Columbus Crew 2020 three now in his home state in a brand new stadium absent covid protocol he will have the opportunity to step on the field defend the turf and win the trophy with his hometown club aiden morris a guy he has mentored over the years knows exactly how important it is to have darlington nagby as the captain on the field in the locker room and as a guy to look up to. I mean, everyone knows him as a soccer player. I think that's the one thing, but I just think him as a person is the thing that stands out to me the most. Um, just always a smile on his face. Always is someone everyone wants to be surrounded by. Um, just good energy all the time. And then on the field, he's just so calm always, never seems under pressure, relaxed, always has a plan. Um yeah, such a such a guy you can look towards and leads by example. Um, very quiet, but always does the right things on and off the fi- on and off the field. The crew's Aiden Morris on Captain Darlington Nagby, who will lead the troops against LAFC Saturday afternoon. Our pregame show coverage starts at three on the AM and FM versions of the Fan ninety seven one and fourteen sixty ESPN. We'll have the complete game coverage for you on fourteen sixty ESPN, beginning with the kickoff at four oh nine. Our show tonight brought to you by Tipico Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Black and Gold, and by Ohio Cat, the official construction equipment provider of the Columbus Crew. Our thanks to the Columbus Crew Communication. Department, Rob McBurnett, Eunice Kim, and Esteban Osagueda for their help in uh, putting the show together tonight. Thanks to Caleb Blake as well. And our thanks to Kirk Reynolds with MLS Communications. This is Inside the Crew. 
If the sound of another man slammed against plexiglass turns you on, you've come to the right place. Proud to be your home for Jackets Hockey. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destiny. We return you to our regularly scheduled programming already in progress. Please enjoy not knowing what they're talking about. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destiny.